Hello and welcome to Star Wars Legacy of the Force. I'm J.J. Abrams, uh, and I am here because neither of your hosts want to be to talk about uh, my magnum opus. It is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Rey. I mean, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and uh, with me, of course, is nobody because my name is J.J. Abrams. Um, so let's start off with the good of this movie, and there's tons of it. Did you see all the Ray I was able to cram in? <laughs> and, and, and think of all the cool powers and all the cool action scenes I gave her. And who in the world would think that I could somehow get Kylo Ren to bring her back to life only to die? Only Ray's allowed to survive in my world. Only Ray. Oh, this is the greatest movie of all time. It definitely didn't kill off the Star Wars mystique for anybody. That's why everybody's here with me right now. <laughs> right? Uh, right? Fuck off, JJ. Seriously. How'd you come back? You kind of screwed up everything for me. Okay? Now, fuck off. Go away. Where are those other two hosts? Bring them in! Bring them in now, goddammit! Now! They sat through the other eight good movies. Now they're going to sit through this shit pile. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Star Wars Legacy of the Force. Will the movie hold up? You already know it won't. My name is Nathan, a.k.a. Crabsworth, and this is a joint production of Final Cuts uh, Productions and Death Pixie. I am so happy to be here. And with me, of course, is... Oh God, the Ray Skywalker of the Death Pixie universe. She is so powerful and cool and much better than Leia and Rose, who are definitely not better characters. Please welcome Miri Witch. I am so excited. So this was a hard watch. Really? Uh, it was it was harder than I remember. Really? I remember it, really. You know, I had so many fond memories of this movie, as I'm sure you'll be able to see when we go into our, our you know, our impressions of this movie. And, um, you know, I would like to humbly request, because this movie actively gave me a migraine, that we forego the, <gasps> oh, that, no. we for, that we forego the 45 second timer Okay. Just because this is one of this is one of those few times where I, you know, I don't care about entertainment. I need to get all my thoughts out on this movie just so that everybody knows where I stand with this movie. If you if and you don't mind. You know, I respect your rules. I respect all that. Well, I, I really do. You know, I I I I, res I respect everything that's happened through this whole series. I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. Okay, when, when you came to me with this idea that you wanted to rewatch Star Wars, I was all on board because you know what? It's Star Wars. It is Star Wars. And regardless of what I thought about the last eight movies, I can still respect them as movies. I can critique them. I can get mad at them. I can get... I, episode nine isn't that. No, it, it, it no. Isn't, it isn't that at all. I cannot respect episode nine as a movie. Um, 
And shout out to whichever uh, YouTube video it was. There was a critique of episode nine um, running around for a little while. And that was that it felt to them that the sequel trilogy was JJ playing with his toys, but uh, not necessarily knowing, uh, not necessarily knowing where he wanted to go with the toys. uh, So that when he left, he also didn't uh, hide any manual anywhere for how to play with those toys. So Ryan Johnson and his creative team came in and played with the toys their way and JJ got mad because JJ had a vision and none of them followed it. But how the hell were they supposed to? Um, yeah, no, I I think that's apt and you're actually going to see throughout this that we we refer to the sandbox and we're, we're referring to JJ playing with his toys. Um, before we dive in, I am proposing a different format for this. Okay. So overall, our opinion of this movie when compared to what we remember really has not changed no. at all. Um, so I don't really see a point in doing the remembered positions on it. So what I'm proposing we do is plot spoiler followed by what we thought was good, which is probably about going to be about five minutes. And really? then, yeah, then we are going to go into my impressions, which are basically my remembered impressions with an added rant that Nathan approved of. It's, uh, it's yes, written. We yes. prepped for this. We, we actually prepped for this. We prepped for this. And then we'll go into Nathan's impressions, which are his remembered impressions with added stuff there. That's a way more of a breakdown of what was wrong with this. Then if you stick with us for that, you are rewarded. You are rewarded with getting to see me react to the kiss scene live because I actually didn't watch it for this because Nathan was like, no, I want to see your evil reaction to this live. So you get rewarded with that. That's not all. I have theories, theories I have saved, theories that would drastically change this entire movie nay prequel trilogy and nathan gets to decide if any of them would make this a better movie so you get a reward today people i've been saving this shit up and i know nathan is happy because i'm hopped up on sugar and i i have my chocolate milk we're going to continue getting hopped up on sugar here so when we get to that point nathan will be thoroughly entertained isn't that right nathan I, for God's sake, hope so. Yep. So, on that note, would you like me to do the spot pot, bleh, bleh, plot spoiler again? Well, I'm not helping, so yes, right. please, please do it. All right. Because I, <clears throat> I cannot stand this movie. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, the text roll grows, and it's all like, and then we go into a fight scene. And it's all like, bam, bam, bam. And then we get to see Ray going, vroom, vroom, vroom. And Kylo going, vroom, vroom, vroom. And oh, my chambers, give me your hand. Because that's not creepy at all. Um, Leia gets a couple lines. And then she is all like, ah, Ben. And then R2 is all like, 
my daughter. And then Han is all like, yo, son. And then Finn and Poe are doing their own thing. And then we get to like this planet with a ton of spaceships on it. And all these people show up and there's this big battle going. Oh, and meanwhile, there's a cult with people going, join us, one of us, one of us, join us. There's something to do with a knife in the Death Star. That doesn't matter. Um, And then... Oh my goodness, the the bloodline of the Palpatines, the bloodline of the Skywalkers, when they're put together, you get random life force or something. And then the Empire, the Emperor Palpatine, who apparently has been alive this whole time for reasons, uh, is there and he dies and Kylo dies and Rey lives. And then she buries the lightsabers on Tatooine, even though that makes no sense at all. Uh, and I think that's it. Um, wow. Uh, you know, you know, I, I was trying—I <laughs> was trying to be down throughout the whole thing, but as soon as you had uh, Harrison Ford go, "Yo, son," that, that <laughs> uh, adds what got me. Adds what got me. I want more from that. Um, and the sad—the sad part is, the sad part is. She's not wrong. The only thing that she really missed was 3PO not being able to translate language that's on a sword because it's against his code, even if he... (laughs) What's even better is he can read it. He just can't say what it is. (laughs) Yep, because that totally makes sense. The droid that's known for expositing everything is not allowed to exposit the one thing he needs to exposit. Yeah, that's that great writing. Great writing, guys. Bravo. All right. So, okay, gonna... my mood is successfully crashed again. Okay. But... So, we're going to go into um an expansion on my remembered impressions because they Let's did do Oh, this. no, wait. I'm sorry. I forgot. There were under 10 minutes of decent stuff in this movie. I'm going to state them in points and Nathan will expand. So firstly, firstly, Ian McDormand, it kind of felt like he was like, there's no reason for me here, but I'm going to deliver an Oscar supporting actor winning performance here. I'm chewing all the scenery. It's happening. Um, Here's the thing. Um, (laughs) I, I I have to jump in here. There is no point for Palpatine. Absolutely none. And it, feel, it feels like everybody knows that, um, especially McDermott. But McDermott is like, if there's scenery to be chewed, I will be chewing it. I will make it all good, good. I, regardless of how you feel about Palpatine, can we just can we just accept that Ian McDermott is a treasure? Oh, Especially yeah. in the Star Wars universe, because he's just like, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm going to go and I'm going to give you the hammiest, the hammiest performance of all time, and it just works so well. He he is pedal to the metal, balls to the wall, zero to a hundred and ten on the highway. Like he just does it so. That was that was a nice Life thing. Is a highway. Yeah. I'm gonna drive it all night long. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
small point for me. I just like Richard Grant being Richard Grant. Uh, not much purpose to the character, but you know, Richard Grant was like, this is a paycheck. I get to be myself for this paycheck. So there you go. Um, I would like to talk about the fact that one line in this movie confirmed my theory that after Han and Leia split up, she had a thing with Lando. Lando shows up and dripping, dripping with all the subtext says, send Leia my love. And I was just like, vindication, I was right. What, what I even liked is Billy D. I think leaned into this even more because he did like a little, like he did one of the classic thrusts for Lando at the same time. Oh, he totally I, uh, did. Yeah. And the and twinkle it, it, in his eye as he's seeing yeah. it, like there is subtext yeah. there that he's delivering. Yeah, I know what I did. Hey, 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 who said Han was the only pirate? Um, I ravaged that booty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she ravaged mine. <laughs> oh, man, my little Wookiee has never been so chewbacca <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really good. <laughs> That was really good. Thank you. Uh, next, we have... I have my own feelings about uh, how Leia was treated in this movie, but we'll get to that later. Really? Yeah, we'll get to that later. Really? What I did enjoy was R2 was there at the end with Leia. Um, and I actually got emotional, and I know Nathan yeah. got emotional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing, that thing made me cry. And then the more... Like, the more I was thinking about it, the more emotional I was getting. Because think about it. We meet these characters in New Hope together. And yep. it, and that ending is happening together. And nobody else is around Leia. Leia knows what's happening, except friggin' R2 is there. R2 is there yeah. till the end. Yeah, R2 is there as she's dying, not as she's dead when everybody comes around. R2 is the only one in that shot. And I actually have it in my notes um, when you uh, when Leia was confirmed dead and everybody was around and, you know, they had the whole cast on that planet giving them tributes. I said, get away from them. You mo get away from them. You monsters. R2 needs his moment. When yes. you take a look. Yeah. When you take a look at R2, um, not not even not even Leia, just R2 in general. Um, all of his kids are gone. And he couldn't be there. He could not be there when Anakin died and saved the force. He could not be there when Luke died to give that to give the rebellion hope. But he damn sure was going to be there to watch his daughter in her final days. The droid's got nothing left, and like a loyal soldier, he's right there. He is not taking time to grieve. He is right there. And it makes so much sense in the world. I also love how he refuses to give Ray credit. Um, when he tells 3PO that he's got a transmission from Luke. Because he knows! Who rose the X-Wing? It wasn't Ray. Yeah. She wouldn't believe it. And that is why she fails. It's one of the few callbacks to Empire that I really enjoyed in this movie. But 
yeah, R2, R2 is a god and 3PO is a dumbass who believes it. Um, but that was, the more I think about that yeah. scene, the more layers there are to it. Yeah, yeah. But the more I think about that scene, the more I think it wasn't crafted with that in mind at all. No. I, I think it was just, it was... It no, it's locked. a victim of circumstance. Yeah. It's a victim of circumstance to be sure. Like it well, let's let's be honest. This movie was not crafted with the idea of being good. No. But I will I do appreciate that scene a lot. Cause like I you even saw in my like messages, because we were messaging each other yeah. watching this, how I was like, there's so many layers and so many reasons yeah. why this works. And it's and I I wish to hell it had been crafted with all of that in mind, just with like the angles, the the amount of time we spent there and stuff. Cause it's, it really is a big moment. It's a huge it's, moment. It is a genuine diamond in a sea of garbage. And um, that to me is a way that I'm going to try to remember R2, like eternally loyal to the end. Um, and to the Skywalkers too. Oh yeah, like that's a oh, huge. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's we could go on and on, and you can tell we clearly would rather go on and on about this. But and the last point I had, the Han and Kylo scene. That that was another good moment from here. I. It is very obvious that it was originally supposed to be for Leia and obviously couldn't happen that way because of Carrie Fisher's death, very sudden death. Um, however, big kudos to Harrison Ford for coming back. We all know he didn't come back for JJ. He came back for Carrie. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, but he delivered such an honest and sincere performance there and we actually got to see uh adam driver get to like be on par with that level of acting which is a nice moment for him as well so it was and also the more the more i think about it the more i'm like it kind of makes sense that leia would have made that happen for her son because at the end of the day who did kylo kill like actually kill between his parents so the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. But yeah, that was a that was a good scene too. Um, all in all, I think those clock in at 10 minutes or less. <laughs> and I know Nathan has a lot to say about the Han and, and Kylo part. So here's the thing about um, Han and Kylo. It's it's the only scene that I can honestly remember from the first time I watched this movie. As, as holding up as being legitimately as good as it is. I know just based on the force and how it works, I have no idea how Han is there unless it's Kylo confronting the inner demons in his brain, which if it is fine, that's that's perfectly fine. It's It's one of the few times when I really don't care it's one of the genuine surprises I got was to see Harrison Ford back. And to me, being able to have Adam Driver play on that level, just as Miri says, it's it's something that this movie does not deserve. It's probably the best thing that they did due to Carrie Fisher's death. 
Um, and it's it's probably the closest thing we're going to get to a true tribute to Star Wars uh, in this movie because this movie Harrison Ford is too good for this movie Adam Driver's too good for this movie Daisy Ridley's too good for this movie I, I, every actor here is too good for this movie but this one scene is crafted in such a way and I wholeheartedly believe it's because of Harrison Ford. I wholeheartedly believe that. It's crafted in such a way that there's genuine love for Star Wars in this scene. And it's not just a money pit or a chance for JJ to play with his favorite toy and shaft all the others. Uh, you really hit the nail on the head with the scene, so I don't know how I could really expand on it. No, it's so those are the only moments in the film that I felt worked. Um, and yes, I fully realize we're putting Ian McDermott and Richard Grant. Well, I am. I, I don't think Nathan feels the same way about Richard Grant. We're putting them in a category of they know they don't need to be there. They know, but they're going to have fun anyway. And I appreciate that, that they're just like, we're, we're doing this now. We're going to do this. And that should be said of every every actor here was doing their best. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would even argue that goes into the tech, all the technical behind the scenes stuff. Everybody. Oh, yeah. It's a did. very pretty movie. A it very is a pretty it, movie. It's just our, our problems come from script, plot, pacing, editing and various choices that were made that just didn't make sense. And we're going to get oh. into that now. So are you all right if we move on to that? I am fine if we move on to that, um, so long as we have a moment of silence. And I hope, I high hope that all of our fans do as well. A moment of silence for the greatest Star Wars character of all time, R2-D2. Yeah, moment's good. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so starting with me, because Nathan has to warm up for his. <sighs> I maintain my same stance. They did Leia, Rose, and even Finn dirty in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, they tried to do this whole bringing back the, the, the child soldier thing with Finn. It went absolutely nowhere. It totally felt, hey, see, we can do social commentary like eight. We can do it, but we're not going to upset the troll fanboys. See, see, see. And that that happened. Quite Damn right. Bit. Nobody gets upset. Nobody gets upset in the Abrams verse. Uh, <laughs> it felt a lot like there were a lot of moments of representation that felt that they were presented with tokenism. Whether, hey. whether or not that was the intent, I don't know, but that's how I'll it felt. I'll have you that's know it, it may or may not have been the intention. I can't remember. Uh, oh, man. I, I just... I really think that there was a missed opportunity with Kylo here. You could have had him facing the actual reality and gravity of what he has done leading into a character change arc. Uh, 
instead of a shoehorned in love story. Like I felt that was very shoehorned in. It made no sense to be there. It made more sense to have this idea being that you are looking at two of the last powerful force users and that brings about loneliness and there can be a camaraderie there. But nope, we got a shoehorn in the love story. Don't know why we did that. Oh, I sure do. I, <laughs> I, my biggest issue is eight fucking tried. It tried to fit into the Star Wars universe. That's why I struggled remembering that it was part of seven and nine. I really struggled with that. It tried to be part of the Star Wars universe. It tried to continue the good of the original trilogy. It freaking tried. And eight literally just spit on everything good in it, got rid of everything good in it. The most heinous of which was what they did with Rose and oh then doubled down on all the trope stuff. It's like, see, it's not boring if we pack in as many action sequences as we can. I have to admit, I have never, I cannot remember last time I've been this bored in a movie with this many action sequences. And take that what you will. So I don't get the ending. What I. I, I stand by my my initial impression. I can't I can't expand more on this other than what the fuck was that ending? I don't understand why Palpatine needed to come back. Made no sense. We're gonna get to the kiss bit. That's a live thing because Nathan Nathan wants to see me be evil because he he doesn't get to see me be evil enough apparently. So we all we all gotta make sure about that that Nathan gets to see me being evil. Now we're about to move into the the rant that was approved by Nathan for this oh, with a God. couple changes going on. Before we get into that, I would like to say, yes, Carrie Fisher died. Yes, that affected what was going to happen. Yes, that makes it a difficult thing to do respectfully when something is being done so close to the death. That being said, Carrie deserved to go out as Leia. Carrie did not deserve to go out as window dressing to a senpai fan story. I just, it makes me so angry. And that choice also meant that you completely shafted Rose. There was no reason to do that to them. Say say what you will about the MCU and Feige, but he makes sure everything flows together and makes sense. The trilogy this sequel trilogy did not do that, as we've discussed at length. Carrie deserved to have a send-off the same way Mark Hamill did, the same way Harrison Ford did. It made no sense to do that. And using her death as an excuse to shaft Rose was lazy. That was lazy writing, and we're going to get into it. So I understand they wanted to be respectful of Carrie Fisher's death. I get that. And they decided off the bat, we're not going to do an AI carry. But that also included, we're not going to go back and create lines and words from stuff that she had previously said in other movies. Uh, which, bit of a missed opportunity because you could have had some of that voice stuff much similar to the way that uh, Ben's voice was talking to Luke in New Hope and at the beginning of Empire before we had Ghost Obi. But I get it, I get it. 
you didn't want to do that. You said you wanted to be respectful. The thing that gets me with that notion of respect is what I have read concerning what went on. After Carrie Fisher's death, they got everybody together in what I will describe as a writer's room, knowing that there wasn't really a writer's room. And they're like, what do we have? How can we make this work for Leia? And then they presented Billy, Carrie Fisher's daughter, with their option. If there's one thing we can say about Leia, it's that Leia spoke for herself with her own voice. If there is one thing that we can say about Carrie Fisher, she was the same way. If you truly wanted to honor her memory, you would have pushed back the date, you would have gotten her daughter and her brother in the room, and you would have figured something out that was respectful with her family. You wouldn't have done it for them and just asked for approval. That that really got to me. In addition to that, there's all this stuff. Oh, well, Rose was going to have all this dialogue and all these scenes with Leia. Rose was going to be like, you know, being set up and built up as like a general and all this stuff. Rose, Rose, Rose. You could have still had that. You absolutely could have. And there were ways to do it without a ghost Leia voice. For example, just off the top of my head here, put her death earlier, put Leia's death earlier in the film, and then spend actual time showing the impact on all the characters of that death. Show that impact. There were two moments where they got close to showing it and then immediately cut the scene off. It's just like how the R2 being there for Leia at the end I wish it had been like edited and structured better. You could have had Rose reflecting. You could have had Rose talking about how she she was just, you know, in the background and got plucked up by Leia because Leia saw potential. And now she's being sent in this general role here because she has proven herself as a planner. She's proven herself as somebody who cares about life. Those were key points from eight, caring about life. Whereas with Poe, Poe likes to get where the action is. He's not a sit back and plan general. He is, I want to be in charge of the actual forces on the ground. So it would have made more sense, and Nathan worded this perfectly, to have had Rose come in as a general and have had her delegate to Poe. That would have made more sense for both of their characters. And again, I say you could have had that if you took out some of the superfluous action sequences and the D&D, like, fucking, I don't even know, don't, treasure hunt that they don't, had. Don't yeah. bring D&D into this. I won't. Okay, fine, <laughs> I won't. The treasure hunt that they went on, there if you, you took out some of that, you would have had time to do that. And guess what that does? No AI carry, no using the voice stuff. You still get to see Leia's true impact. Also, that giant army coming in at the end of Rebels, it should have been they were doing that because Leia's death, Leia's impact happened. Not because, you know, Lando showed up doing finger guns. And I'll be honest, myself and Nathan, we love the Lando finger guns. Don't, don't get us wrong. We love those finger guns. But in this context, and Nathan brought this up again yeah. perfectly, yeah. was you're telling me that Leia asks for help, nobody comes. But Lando asks for help and everybody comes. 
but you're in a matter of hours. Yeah, like Like, this isn't like. (sighs) I'm sorry. Go. No, they they could have framed it as Leia's death had that impact. So, again, it was lazy, and that is my my big thing. Is it was lazy, and they shafted Leia. They shafted Rose. They shafted all of this stuff. I'm not going to go in because I know, I know there were so many trolls who tried to make it out that 789 was some feminist manifesto POC BLM propaganda. It was not. And if you think that you need to go and research because there are far better people who have written about how it's not than we are and people who are in those fields. But just know, um, and I think Nathan has no problem with me saying this. You're wrong if you think that. (laughs) <laughs> Nathan, would you like to add? <laughs> um, so so basically, if you want to believe that 789 were uh, feminist propaganda, what I want to draw your attention to is if you wanted to be true feminist propaganda, you would actually have had females in the writer's room, which none of these spoofies did. And uh, more important more important than that, um, you would have had better feminists. You had one good one and one holdover from the Lucas days. Um, but aside from that, you know, again, you've hit the you've hit the needle right on the head with a hammer, a, a giant <laughs> hammer made out of uh, some weird man buns from episode four that somehow you have in your closet. And I'm not entirely sure how you have it, but I'm, I'm very happy to have <laughs> Carrie Fisher's Leia buttons in there. They're they're so nice, nice and neat. And they're comfy to sleep on. They're like, they're like pillows. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Lando isn't the only one getting some action. Pow, pow. Oh, um, yeah. No, um, so... Sorry, uh, I, hey. ha- I had to bring gross levity humor to this. Editor... Cause we got editor, editor. I got something to tell you, editor. But but it can wait till after this, editor. <laughs> or or when you're listening to this back, editor, you can figure it out for yourself. But uh, there's a new hope in the force. Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, all right. Now then, <clears throat> oh, I have god. a rant. You have a rant. Okay. I dokey. have a rant. We we haven't even stole oh, this rant. We, we, this rant. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher dying was a la- lazy excuse. Now I understand the rant. I'm on board for it. Lazy. I'm so excited. It was clear from the beginning that seven was a goodbye to Han. It was clear from the beginning eight was a goodbye to Luke and nine was supposed to be the goodbye to Leia. And Leia, the character of Leia, suffered the most for that choice. They could have included Fisher's family in the writing room to solve these issues, deciding an appropriate way to honor both the person of Carrie and the character of Leia. Instead, they came up with a half-assed solution and presented it to Billy under the guise of being respectful. With zero creativity, which I went into which I went into before by shafting Leia detail. Yeah. By shafting Leia, they shafted Rose yes. by being terrified of the response from the trolls to eight. They decided to scrap all of the good of eight, including Ray's character development, including the introduction of Rose and fall back on tropes and shoehorned in senpai love story. 
Finally, the big thing about these movies was the aspect of generations seeing them together and experiencing the magic. I have kids in my life. I'm an auntie. I see these kids every day. I interact with them. I can tell you that two young kids under the age of 10, representation matters. It matters so much. I cannot speak to what it must have been like for somebody watching like a young black boy see John Boyega with a lightsaber. I am sure that had a massive impact. So representation absolutely matters. Rose, same thing. Representation absolutely matters when it's done well. I want to emphasize when it's done well. So I've seen a little girl watching, I I do dance, watching Jabberwockies. They did a big dance routine. The thing about this dance troupe is they purposefully dress so that you cannot tell anything about the people dancing. And in the at the end of this big finale of this big piece, a little kid comes out and dances. And like the little girl I was with really, really like snapped into it. That being said, what they rarely do is what they did in this routine, which was at the end, they all took off their masks and showed who they were, took down hoods, took off their masks. That kid was a little girl. Watching a three-year-old girl see that and immediately go, she's a little girl like me, completely changed everything for her. It was this notion that I can do that too. It is possible to do that. And immediately, three-year-old little girl I was with, uh, by the way, I'm saying that to protect the name of them because I've been asked to. Hello, Jerry. (laughs) We don't trust Jerry in Kazakhstan. Uh, (laughs) But we love Jerry in Kazakhstan. We do love Jerry in Kazakhstan. Um, She immediately got up and tried to mimic those movements. That is an instantaneous thing. That's an instantaneous spark. And I hear all the time that people were like generations of a family going to see these sequels together. Generations going to see that and seeing that impact. I got that reaction with four, five and six with Leia. You really don't get that reaction with one, two and three. And unfortunately, that reaction is incredibly fleeting in seven, eight, nine. It's very fleeting. There. Yep. And that kind of hurts a bit is the fact that it is so powerful to see kids have that reaction. And if you're going to do representation, you need to do it well. And the thing here is we have been told time and time again about the impact of Leia. We have been told time and time again about how she's an inspiration. And they tried to show it in eight, they really did. They did not show it in seven. And they most certainly not only didn't show it in nine, they fucking threw that aspect through a like jet engine and tore it up to shreds. I am not supposed to try to get Leia's perspective. I'm not supposed to work for it. Leia tells you. That's Leia's character. Leia just tells you. And that's what we were seeing with Rose, was Rose will tell you. Rose was about building confidence in eight to get to that point of being like, I am right. 
and I'm going to tell you what the right thing to do is because I'm going to succeed without losing lives. That is the stuff that you want to see in a leader. She's willing to listen to people. She's willing to formulate a plan and she's willing to make sacrifices. All of that was lost under the guise of Carrie Fisher dying. And I cannot respect anybody who would use Carrie Fisher's death to justify lazy, lazy writing, especially Carrie Fisher's death, who was one of the greatest wits in writing that we have seen. She was spot on. She was sharp as a tack. She would not accept that kind of laziness. And I don't think that it's an honor to her memory to be that lazy. I don't think that it is fair that Rose got shafted because of lazy writing. I don't think that it's fair to be like using a generational argument with me about why the sequels are okay and I should cut them a break. Because yeah, maybe for you, you get to have that reaction of kids and stuff. But for a lot of other groups, they don't get to have that reaction. It's not there. And what is one of the biggest reasons I hear to love Star Wars is you can enjoy it with multiple generations. So I just was so angry about this. And the fact that they, this is hard to say. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Carrie speaks for herself. Leia speaks for herself. You took that away from her in nine. You didn't have to speak for her. You could have moved her death up earlier and have shown the impact of her death. And you could have shown it through Rose, which would have been a very good choice. You heck, you could have had her reflecting and commiserating with R2 and R2 doing what he does best, which is encouraging the next generation. But you didn't. And in a way, you kind of shafted R2 as well, which I'm just realizing now. And it was lazy. And I will I will never stand by laziness. Like, it was a lazy choice. And it was to the detriment of a legacy character in Star Wars. And it was to the detriment of one of the most interesting new characters that was added. And then the fact is, is that it was also a detriment to the glue of the entire Star Wars franchise, which is R2. So that is my rant that was pre-approved by Nathan. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm angry. I'm angry, man. I I didn't think so. So uh, again, you guys won't see this. Like flat out, you're not going to see this. Um, but uh, if there's one thing I've never known Miri to do, it is get emotional. And um, regardless of how I feel about uh, Leia or Carrie Fisher, it pales in comparison to how Miri feels about Leia and Carrie Fisher. And I saw Miri get emotional for the first time in like three years. Um, that is that is how much somebody like Leia or like Carrie Fisher can mean to somebody. Period. And I am not in a position to talk about that at all. Carrie Fisher was a wonderful writer and a wonderful actress, and Leia was a wonderful character. But I didn't have any connection with Leia. How could I? I am the exact opposite demographic. So when you go in um, to the mindset of somebody 
like Miri, who is an auntie to a lot of kids who love her for no good reason. And you see that level of just pure honesty, pure shock, pure awe. Like, that's why when we were talking about the rant, I was just like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, I can't talk about that. There's no way. And you wonder now what other rants, what other opinions are out there for those who can see the impact of these characters firsthand. And that, I think, is the biggest fundamental crux of why this movie is awful and why I can't I can't give it the benefit of the doubt like I could seven as much as seven made me angry as much as eight made me question why the heck I was doing this. <sighs> it made you feel something. Yeah, yeah. They made me feel something. Exactly. So while I'm critical of every film on this list, bar empire, I genuinely like all these movies. You know, I think all of them deserve to exist. You know, all of them did something well, regardless of how divisive some of them were. Except this one. Mary mentioned under 10 minutes. I count maybe four, five of genuine good stuff that needed to exist that pushed the Star Wars franchise forward. And I hate this movie so bloody much because of it. Um, I, I want to let everybody know, Miri does estimates on time. Nathan counts the seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was it was around five minutes. That is an estimate. I'm going to I'm going to do an estimate. So the good um, Harrison Ford, that two and a half, three minute scene, R2D2 at her bedside um, and that scene in itself deserve to exist if you're going to have Ian McDermott come back and you know be Sidious and chew scenery fine that stuff is going to be decent I wouldn't consider it you know good um not 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 taking anything away from McDermott at all he's wonderful as I've already said and I get episode eight was divisive and all but character wise the story established one of the greatest female protags in star wars history in rose and it gave ray flaws that were somehow ironed out significantly or in rose's case scrubbed out of the story for worse um you know it shafted the most compelling love story in any Star Wars movie since Leia and Han in Rose and Finn. And in pushing Leia to the side amidst an untimely death, you also chose to sideline over half of your cast. Um, you know, including Rose, including Poe to an extent, but this is arguably Poe's best movie. And it's one of the few times on the trios together. And you did it all for Ray and money, you know, and it wasn't even compelling. You know, you've got ironed out Superwoman Ray. 
Um, and it's like this movie and Ray are on a special brand of fuck it all. You know, I know Ray is a Mary Sue, especially in episode seven, but come on, Abrams or Kathleen, whoever turned it up to 11. So let's give Ray links to Palpatine because fuck it, it makes sense. You could have had Ray's parents be next to nothing and have Ray like build this legacy all on her own. Like eight was setting her up to do. Which you know, I would have preferred. Yeah. <laughs> would have you preferred know, that. Would, you know, it wasn't sloppy writing at all. You know, I can assure you it was planned from the beginning. You know, better yet, let's make Palpatine not die so Ray can end them because uh, Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams didn't have the foresight to see that redeeming Kylo Ren and ending Snoke in episode eight was a bad thing. Because, yeah, that makes sense. Now, let's force... And I heavily stress force a Ray and Kylo Ren subplot because fuck it, that makes sense. Oh man, Ray got her energy absorbed. Oh wait, Kylo Ren mysteriously has the power to save Ray because fuck it, that makes sense. Um, let's have Kylo Ren die for Ray because fuck it, that makes sense. Let's make Ray a fucking Palpatine who steals the Skywalker name because fuck it, that makes sense. And the worst thing from what I can remember, and this holds true on my rewatch, this movie was shot very poorly in terms of like revolutionary stuff. Um, it pales in comparison to the stuff in let's say episode three, 15 years ago, or worse, episode five, 40 years ago. You know, I know I can give Abrams a pass on episode seven. It was a safe movie that made me really angry because details weren't hit. But, oh, God, he needed to take risks here. The whole franchise needed to in a big way, because this is one of the few Star Wars movies and all things in the Star Wars franchise that I actively hate. This movie is the only movie out of the nine that I physically had to stop. Not because it was boring, which trust me, it was. Action scenes do not make your movie interesting. Like random backstory that you decide to shove in for Poe Dameron because you shafted him for the better part of two movies doesn't make it interesting. It makes it feel rushed. Having the trio together would have been good. It would have been really good had they have not actually all interacted for the first time, like with 10 minutes to go in episode eight. All that would have been fine. All that would have been good, but no. This movie was not only boring, it not only made no sense, but it's probably the only movie I've watched in this whole legacy of the force that gave me an active migraine that made me walk away from it. Not and because I, I and was- And I remember you messaging me about that. Yeah, not, not, because I, not because I was tired, not because I was um, out of it, not because I had gotten sick, but because I couldn't bring myself to continue to watch this movie until I grieved over R2 because that's one of the few things they did well and just disassociated myself 
from Star Wars, from this project, because that's how much this movie shat on everything I loved about Star Wars. And it hurts. It really hurts. And I, I know people can't, they don't see our faces, but like, you're completely defeated. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I remember I, once seeing that look on your face and it's it's just one of like, you know, fuck, fuck it. it, fuck it. They've done it, fuck it, I don't care. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Why Why even bother? Like that, yeah. just completely defeated. Yep, my, why, why even bother? This is a franchise that for me, I, I still say Empire is one of the greatest movies of all time the greatest sequel of all time. I consider Sith to be just so much fun. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw clones and I saw clones when they actually, when they actively tried. A New Hope actively got better in so many ways. Jedi, the things that were good are still some of the best in the franchise. Hell, I was excited to see Han shoot Chewie's crossbow. <laughs> and have a genuine joy on his face because he could actually hit a shot. I was excited to see Luke hit Ray with freaking grass. But this shits on all of that. And we as a community, regardless of how you feel, about these movies. And if you like, if you like nine, if you think it's great, I think you need your head examined, but I also believe it's your opinion to have, but you cannot tell me that we don't deserve better. And I think that's the biggest crime of this movie. We deserve better. Like Return of the Jedi. Now it's it's not Empire. <laughs> it's not Empire no. Strikes Back. But it was an ending. Yeah. It still wrapped it still wrapped everything up and you still got your action scenes. You still got you know, fun and, and interesting stuff. And it was, yes, it was satisfying. You saw an end to the force. How episode three, which was an ending to the prequels, was satisfying. Yeah. And episode eight would have been. But nine just, it feels like there's so much anger behind everything done in there yeah just like how how dare you not like this how dare you like when i heard the analogy of um jj playing with toys it suddenly like rose made so much what happened to rose and i made so much sense it was like so you were pissed off that this person made an original good character a compelling character and you received it and you just threw her to the other end of the sandbox like that that's what it feels like it feels even more offensive now on rewatch and it's 
And I keep going back to it. I'm like, I don't care how you feel personally about something. You need to at least separate yourself from that to tell a good story. And you need to do justice to characters. And you need to make sure that they're grounded. And that includes having flaws. You, nobody's perfect. Not even Luke Skywalker is perfect. No. Luke Skywalker was overly optimistic and he inherited his father being quick to anger. It was only for moments, but it was there. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it just, I, as a teacher, <laughs> Luke, as a teacher, if we want to go even further, as a teacher, Luke was, had tremendous amounts of hubris. He was Which not he talks perfect. about. Yeah. And was dealt with far better than it was dealt with with Windu. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, I am. Um, this was so disappointing. I'm so like it. This I is... actually f I feel worse about this movie than I did uh, on the first time. Like I remember. Yeah. I, I, t I tend to remember feelings from a period of time. I don't remember feeling like this after the first time I watched it. And I, no. I, I can tell on your face, you don't. You didn't no, either. Like no, this is I, worse. I, re I remember. I remember actively being angry at this movie the first time I watched it. Not just hating it with every fiber of my being. I remember feeling something for this movie, not nothing. And it, it, it's it's actively it's interesting to me to be able to go through this this experience with you because this is actually the first movie we talked about years mm -hmm. ago yeah and, and like i was at a point years ago where i'm like you know what i don't need to see nine i watched the trailers it's not interesting i don't need to see nine and you're like Okay, you got to see nine. You got to see nine. And I said to you, "Why?" She's like, "Oh, the movie's bad. Don't 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 get me <laughs> don't get me wrong. The movie's bad. There there's there's one scene in there that just warms the cuckles of my heart." And so I watched, and I get to the Harrison Ford scene. I'm like, "Oh, that one? No, the hell's wrong with you? No, it is." Um, it, it was the Ray Kylo kiss, and uh, I think I think now is a good time because we both had our say. This this podcast is a significant downer. We are sorry to the people who are watching and listening right now. I think this is a time when we need to elevate the mood. We do. Um, so I I I have evil as we as we found out oh, with yeah. the burning thing in the last I have evil tendencies ah. that I try to keep in check. No, she doesn't. My remembrance of the Kylo Ray kiss for me was I thought it was the most brilliant thing to have this kiss happen, rise up all the hopes of all the shippers, all the senpai shippers, and then 30 seconds later, Kylo is not just dead, he's evaporated dead. And in that moment, I was like, 
I can hear the screams of thousands of shippers be snuffed out and it feeds my soul. And that was when Nathan was like, you know what, Miri? I think you need a new job. I don't like what this is done for you. <laughs> it's true. He was like, I'm not religious, but I'm genuinely worried for your soul right now. Yep. <laughs> It's so so on that fun. note, on that note, yeah, let me please. get this up here. I, I, I am, I am so excited for this. You're not going to see this, but uh, we, we talked about this earlier. If there's one scene in this entire thing that I need to see her live bold face reaction to, it is the um, it is the uh, Ray and Kylo kiss. It is it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to this in every sense of the word. It's a, it, yeah. Okay, so just so uh, everybody knows. Also, you get to see Miri's screen there. You know, you see a bunch of adult stuff and then Literatica <laughs> right up there in the. Oh man, because I'm, I'm researching 10 different things. Whoops. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, before we start, uh, Ray is presumed dead after killing the Emperor, and Kylo slash Ben, however you want to refer to him, has crawled out of a hole, limped over, and has lifted up her body. After, you know, himself being presumed dead. Yes. Well, actually, considering it's J.J. Abrams, he, he was dead. Definitely dead. Oh, yeah. He came back to life because Force. Yep. Uh, so here we go. What really gets me is, even before that, she repositions herself. Daisy really repositioned herself, and she, they didn't redo this scene. Like, oh, like did, what continuity? Did, what continuity? We did eighteen takes, and that was the best one. And now we're doing some force healing. Like I, like I mean, he's acting his heart out here. Yeah, he is. Which is a and the, shame. And the thing is, the reason I I didn't say anything about the force healing is canonically it's in the games. It is there. Um, and it's been there for a really long time. And her hand touches his hand, which is on her stomach. And they look at each other. Ooh. Will for they? For the first time. For the Will first they? time, Ray feels love. For the first time, Ray feels love. And the music crescendos. She says his real name. He looks like he might cry. And they kiss. <laughs> and it's gonna happen soon. I know it's coming. I know it's gonna happen. Do it. Do it. Die. Die. He knows something's wrong. He lies back. He gave up his life for Ray. Do it. Do it. Yes. Fuck yes. 
This is what I think of you in shipping that. (laughs) Your hopes were risen so high and now they are dashed and you're left alone in the dirt, weeping. (laughs) Weeping like the rest of us. (laughs) What I don't even get is she could use her first healing to bring him back to life. She just chooses not to. No! Why would she? Well, I'm alive. Is that, is that really what you wanted? Can we cut that? No! Well, Ray's alive. Everything's fine. Da, 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 da. Oh. 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 Oh, so much, so much joy. Ah. Oh. That fake. It, it, was, it was worth sitting through this just to see that joy. Because that's one of the few times you see genuine joy. It feeds me so. That was a brilliant fake out. And I know it wasn't done with that intention, but screw you, in my mind it was. It was beautiful. Beautiful! Ah! Ah! All right. Are you okay there? Ah, that was great. You need a minute. Ah. I think we'll be okay. So. I had a bunch of criticisms about this movie that we didn't get into, and I personally don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's fine. We're we're going to have some fun. So I have a surprise for Nathan. He has a choice. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. I have theories. And then I spoke to our mysterious editor who came up with some of the best insults to various Star Wars characters I've ever seen. Thank you, uh, editor. So, Nathan, what would you like me to go through first for the entertainment of the people? Let's go for the theories. Let's go for the theories. They want to hear the theories. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll end on the insults. Okay. (laughs) Uh... We've got hash. I just wanted to give a shout out to hashtag Finn Rose, hashtag Rose Finn, and Team Rose all the way, Nathan, all the way for you. Yep. Now, what if I have several parts to this? That's fine. What if they started the trilogy with eight and we get Han, Luke, and Leia dying in eight? Han by his son in the first third, Luke and Leia in the last third at the final stand. And in the following third, we keep that rebel convoy attack. Take some of the essentials from eight, combine it with the, um, you know, three minutes, four minutes from nine. Four minutes. <laughs> and then just just smooth it all out so it makes sense and boom. That's the new start to your trilogy. So you're, you are going to have to take Ray's introduction from Jakku as well. Yeah, that was like the one thing and, from Seven we're taking. And like, and um, Poe and Finn. Yeah, 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 um, sure. I need, we can do that. We can do that. We, we, we got we got to get you out of here. You need a pilot. I need a pilot. Oh. But like, yeah, that's fine. I'm with you there. Okay. I'm with you there. I want to see where it goes from there. Um, And I, 
I'm sorry. Can we get rid of Snoke too? Because he really doesn't yeah. add much of anything. But we can get we rid can, of Snoke. Can we get rid of Snoke. I oh that that's one of my weirdest theories coming up. By the way, um, not so weird theory. Now imagine eight as it stands right now. What if Kylo captured Leia and it ended there with the capture of Leia? Episode eight. Yeah. Okay, then how are the hell are you going to have Luke and Leia die at the same time? No, I'm talking. This is a completely different theory. Oh, totally oh, different. so you, oh, so you're rewriting episode eight like twice now to fulfill. Oh yeah, all yeah, the I Leia totally fans. am. I totally. Okay, I, okay, okay. <sighs> is eight the start of the new trilogy? Or are we keeping seven the same? We got to keep seven if we're doing it this way. Oh damn it! Okay. Um. Well, actually, that, no. Wait, which would you prefer? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I would. I would prefer we get rid of seven, bar the, bar like the good stuff of seven. Bar Tatooine, basically, is what I'm hearing. Ba- bar <laughs> Bar Jakku. I need. A oh, sorry, and- sorry. I I forgot. Um, yep. uh, what yeah, is it? Second so- rate. Second rate Tatooine. Yep. Yep. Disc- discount Tatooine land. Um. Yeah, Bar Bar Jakku, I need a pilot and um the uh Han Chewy stuff. Yeah. Keep keep all of that from seven to take all of it and put it in eight, and then I would much rather have eight. If you're going to have Leia get captured at the end of eight, is she going to fuck with Ben all throughout nine? Of course. Not literally, but Yeah, yeah. no. Everybody, keep your inside and, and, incest and, plot lines out of this. Like, and, come on. And, and meanwhile, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, I would have to add to that if you're going to have uh, if you're going to have Leia captured, you're going to have Luke just in choker voice. So, hey, there you go, kiddo. You actually did something all your own. You captured Bobby. <laughs> Way to go. You must be a real hero now. So you know, Fade did some pretty screwed up things, but at least he only killed his mo- And then you could have actually had like, cause I, you love this like kind of battles of the wills thing that we see yes. in Star Wars. You could have had that between Leia and Ben and Nine. Yep. Um, Now we get, speaking of Nine, speaking of Nine. No, what if, speak of Nine. What if for Nine, they had, actually gotten Billy's permission for a Leia voice done through AI. I don't want to get into the technicalities of that. You can look that up yourselves. And had that voice guide Rose as the next general leader. It could possibly work. Um, if if they gotten Billy's permission, of course, it could possibly work. Um, I just, I don't, after we rediscussed nine i don't trust the writers to have gotten it to work no and, and no. by the wait sorry the writer there was one writer on this wasn't there no there were multiple oh, okay yeah no i didn't trust them so <sighs> move, move on you've pretty well answered my like you've pretty well i yeah. i would say move on you you've you've gotten my opinion but on the upshot one good thing the writers did confirmation of my leo lando which Nathan yeah. himself says wants to be canon. So. Yes, yes, that is canon as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, you cannot resist the fingers. <laughs> nope, you can't. All hey, right. You want to strike <clears throat> back in my empire, Leia? <laughs> I want to return your Jedi. 
All right. This is one of my wildest theories. My force is awakened, Leia. (laughs) (laughs) Lando, was that your last Jedi? Yeah, there won't be a Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was really good. Um, see, 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 that's the thing. Just just turn all of these to puns, and it just works so much It works. Better. It's brilliant. Yeah, it does. So this is one of my weirder theories that I've saved for the end. The entire sequel trilogy is about Kylo keeping people away from his mom. Here we go. He only killed Han after Han showed back up at Leia's doorstep. Luke finally has a heart-to-heart with Leia. Kylo kills him. Rey goes under Leia's wing. Kylo wants to destroy her. Why does he want to destroy the Rebellion? Because they treat Leia like their mom, when she is, in fact, his mom. And this is why Lando stayed away so long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what? It actually makes sense to if, if you take so okay. Uh, as much as much as I slam stupid Leia's stupid flight school in episode eight, there, there's one spot I like for that. Just before the ship goes, Kyla's about to go shoot it. Sees his mom is on board. Sees that another Tie Fighter shoots it, and then instantly goes after that Tie Fighter. It makes sense. Right? Right? Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing is oh, Kylo god. keeping people away from his mom. She's my mom, you guys! But no! I saved your life! I gotta be honest with you, I'm kind of shocked you're backing this theory. No! It makes sense! <laughs> it, it it honestly makes sense. Of course, you know, he wanted to kill Luke before that, but... Yeah, but only because he was ignoring his mom. Let's be honest about that. How dare you ignore my mom! <laughs> Mom needs you! Ben, I I turned you to the dark side. No, you just didn't show up at Christmas! Mom made turkey for you! That's when mom and dad were fighting. You didn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. You never loved me! You never loved this family! Okay, look, let me, let me just take it back ever so slightly, okay? I'm not allowed to love as a Jedi. (laughs) These ancient texts say so. And more important than that, Leia was already seeing Lando before the marriage ended. So it really wasn't my fault. It was your fault! I never once saw Uncle Lando! Yeah, you weren't supposed to. You remember all those secret Jedi training missions? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, okay. I have a final theory, and it's probably the 
<clears throat> this might be the most out there. I couldn't decide between the the trilogies about Kylo keeping away from his mom or this one as to which was the weirdest. What if there was no Snoke, no Return of the Empire, none of that? What if instead it was Darth Maul and Kylo and the merry band known as Kylo's Death Squad? <laughs> because as we all know, Darth Maul put himself back together through spite, um, created this conglomerate mafia in the galaxy, uh, decided, fuck you, Sith, fuck you, Jedi, I do my own thing, which is where Kylo was at in eight. So it kind of made, you'd have to rewrite the whole thing, but it would make sense for Kylo to seek out someone like that along with his merry band of Death Squad people. Oh God, now I just want his merry band of Death Squad people. I don't want the first story where I want Kylo's merry band. <laughs> You've got General Hux playing like the freaking there. Yeah, the Maracas and like, like 10 of the stormtroopers are just like, fuck it, they're not gonna dance. I just, uh, now I just want that movie. <laughs> Um, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really care about this theory. It would require that you actually watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars for it to make any sense. No, just throw and people in there. Just throw them. We in are there. not. If you have to rewrite it, we are not doing it the J.J. Abrams way. Okay, fine. If we do it correctly, but I, I have a question for you. Would this? Would that change have made nine better? Any change would have made nine better. <laughs> I'm sorry, when 3PO is one of the best parts of your movie, you have a problem. Especially since 3PO isn't really that good. Yes, I can read it, sir. But I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> Which I have another problem with, because would you not want to know what your enemy is doing? Well, here's the thing. Like, it's against it's against my protocol. But yet, you are more than willing to expose every bullshit, stupid shit thing, and that's consistent with your character. But all of a sudden, this this is where you draw the line. Yeah. No. All right. No. Are you ready to rate some of these insults? Um, am I writing them as myself, as Joker, as JJ? Oh, as, as you. I, okay, as perfect. you. As cool. you. We want cool. the, like this is a this we're uplifting the mood here, Nathan. It's gotta fair, be you. Fair, fair enough. I can uplift the mood too. No, you can't. Back no. to your corner, JJ. But I want oh. Oh. oh, I forgot. So the only thing I wanna say on this movie is it feels like there are a lot of things that it is a collection of scenes that quote unquote look cool. Yes. And that's kind of all it is. <laughs> and I mean, it was shot well, too. Like, that's that's the thing. It was shot well. It wasn't like groundbreaking like, you know, Sith or Empire was. But it was it was done like it was shot well, it was composed well. Your sets are still good but there's no substance there star wars works the best when you focus on simplicity and the strength of your characters which you ignored for two movies so it can't work here all right but 
going on. So this is about the the whole one through nine. The Here whole we go. series. All right. Here we go. So when asked about one, two, three, the response was never heard of them. <laughs> now we get into four, five, and six. <clears throat> Quote. Luke is a fucking farm kid who read Ayn Rand and then decided he knows everything, unquote. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't think he ever once decided he knew everything. Ever. But the insult's good, the isn't insult, it? <laughs> the, in, like, the insult's a solid seven. But if you have the, like, you need to have the context behind, like, somebody knowing he's expert and everything. If anything, I think that would be a better thing for Anakin to do than Luke. Because Luke never once claimed to know everything. But again, so remember, I'll, this this person I'll rate said... it as a solid seven. I'll rate it as a solid seven. Okay. I'm just, like, I want your insults to have context behind it instead of just shitting there and... <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> the Empire did nothing wrong. The dude was radicalized by some drunk at a bar and goes, oh yeah, I want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, replace the bar with a son. You got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, again, that's more prequel, but still, I, I give that one a solid nine. That one's really good. All right. This is about Luke. He's obviously an incel going after a princess he just saw. Like, sure, Han, you can have her money, but I get her body. <laughs> he got radicalized with the promise of a virgin princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> he did <laughs> he really did <laughs> she, she's beautiful hey put her message back on <laughs> what did you think of that one it's so beautiful. Uh, it's so beautiful. On Obi-Wan Kenobi. Leia, all like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Turns out this great leader has been drinking in a fucking hovel for 20 years. <laughs> you will give me all your death sticks. Why? So I can use them in the next 20 years. <laughs> yep. Yep. All I gotta say is yep. Okay, we're moving into the prequels, all right? All right. 20 years was all it took to forget the Jedi religion. Shows how fucking important it was. <laughs> That's if you buy Jedi as religion, which I don't. I don't care what 789 say. I, I don't. Uh, you know, you know, that's the worst. That's the worst one so far. Yeah. Okay. Try, try harder. 
when Lando says in nine, send Leia my love, he means elegant photos of him in his cape and nothing else. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. We all know we all know what that cape does to women. Why do you think he wore it all throughout Cloud City? One more comment. Oh yeah? It's about the Star Wars books. Specifically, when the Star Wars books were announced as no longer being canon (laughs) and the controversy around that, he said, and I quote, I'm sorry, did the fucking reanimated corpse of Walt Disney break into your house and burn all your books? No, I did, damn it. Ah! (laughs) Mickey Mouse with a flamethrower. Dread unpacking heat, bitch. Um, but yeah, no, um, here's the thing. As much as I will agree with all of the wonderful fans that say the Star Wars books were much better written and expanded on the characters and expanded on the canon and should be in canon. I'm completely there. I completely agree with you. And I don't believe the sequel trilogy could be canon. You know, at the end of the day, I think with Star Wars, your canon is whatever it wants to be. My canon chooses to actively forget 789 exists. So and do my what can- it- my canon chooses to say Land Lando got together. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> it, w- it was a messy breakup. She needed comfort. She needed someone with a real phantom menace. This is so great. Ah. So. Man, when he caught us for the first time, it was a true revenge of the Sith. So we're at the end. And this means I now have to ask you, on your rewatch list, where does nine go? Because I, I could not guess from you. You really flip-flopped on your opinion here. Right? I, I know. I know. I know. You know, if you want to take this with a grain of salt and you want to say to yourself, my God, Nine is my favorite movie of all time. You can believe whatever the heck you want. For me personally, um, Nine goes at the very, very bottom, like... Uh, if if you if you can see Phantom Menace like where it is on my list, go, go about go about fifty feet lower. Fifty feet. Like like into like into the ground, far mm. deep. Let me never have to watch Nine again. I'll, I'll I'll watch Eight again. I'll watch Eight again. I'll watch Seven again. I don't care. I'll so- I'll, I'll go. Not but nine. you you will not watch nine. No, no, no. Nine nine actively nine actively gave me a migraine. Nine actively killed whatever love was rekindled for Star Wars. So that brings us to how our original rankings compared to our rewatch rankings. And I would like to say the biggest success of all is our number one is still five 
Oh. And our number nine is still nine. <laughs> what a surprise. So, you know, if you want a movie that matches what you remembered, these are those two movies. <laughs> oh, oh I, I think I think nine. I think um, five is actually better. Oh, yeah. No, I, the, I do. It exceeded my expectations. Now then. Oh, man, I, I am still struggling with this. I'm still struggling. Still struggling because in the middle, I have like a tie going on and I'm not sure how to break it. And Nathan also has a tie going on. And I don't know if he knows how he wants to break it. I, uh, I figured out how I'm going to break it. Okay. Yeah. So basically, my top is Empire. Yep. Then New Hope. Yep. Then Jedi. Yep. Then Sith. Yep. Um, I am going to put um I am going to put The Last Jedi above Clone Wars. And the reason I'm going to do that is because when I look back on this and I look back at, you know, the scenes that I've rewatched, if I ever need to feel optimism or I need to feel something, I go back to Luke R2. I don't go back to anything in Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, five, four, six, three, eight, two, and then um, seven. Seven, one, nine? Seven, one, nine. Yeah. Okay, so. Se Nathan. Seven seven made me angry. One made me bored. Nine is the worst one. So after rewatch, Nathan has five, four, six, three, eight, two, seven, one, nine. That's from top to bottom. In his remembered rankings, what he remembers, five. However, big thing. We have six, three, and four. Those movies got moved around quite a bit for Nate yep. in the ratings. Um, eight, and they're all really good. They're all really good movies. Yeah. Eight maintained its spot. I Two dropped down, causing seven and... Uh, sorry. No. Two, two moved up. Two moved up. I'm sorry. Two moved up after rewatch, causing seven and one to drop down after rewatch, and nine stayed the same. So just as a recap, Nathan's remembered rating uh, is five, six, three, four, eight, seven, one, two, nine. That was the remembered. Uh, for fun, we're gonna poke in the nameless editor. The nameless editor's favorite is still Ewoks Battle for Endor. <laughs> <laughs> So take that the how you will. The animation wasn't even good. So take that what you will. <laughs> I mean, we didn't include those movies, so who knows how the ranking would have changed. Oh, yeah. Now, for me, I'm going to start with... Rem uh, no, you know what? We'll do the rewatch. I struggled with the rewatch. I struggled. I've, oh, I so struggled. I struggled with this. I still might flip four and six. I don't know. Four and oh, six. Oh, so you didn't think of this ahead of time. You didn't do your prep work. 
I can't figure out how to how to break the tie. I can't figure it out. So I go five, four, eight, six, three, two, seven, one, nine for my rewatch. Four and six might change spots. I don't know. It it literally changes every day I think about it. Uh, I also want to point out that we have another submission by the Nameless Editor before I go into my Remembered. Yay! Uh, Nameless Editor would also like to say that um, their second choice is six, but with Yubnub, that song must be there. No! So... No! No, 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 Yubnub must be there. No, no, no. My remember I will not have one of the most inspirational songs of my life be taken out of that movie. Uh, my remembered, remembered rankings were five, four, six. So six and eight swapped spots for me on rewatch. Eight, three, three maintained its spot. Seven was like Nathan, seven and one dropped down for me and two moved up for me. Uh, so I have I have that. Uh, that's actually where we're in common is our final four, because I have the same order he has. So our two moved up, and seven and one moved down, with nine rounding out at the bottom. So interesting that our rankings did change after rewatch. So there is something to be said for rewatch movies because sometimes you don't know where you're at yep. in your life. Um, you can this can change around and absolutely but i do want to say clearly five is the mvp movie remembered it was the best on rewatch it was better yes and yeah that that's something to be said i also think there is something to be said for nine maintaining the lowest spot and the fact that we be more and the fact that we actually feel worse after watching it. Yeah. And remember when we and what we remembered on rewatch, I never marathoned before I went and saw the sequels. So I'm also doing this rewatch ranking, having watched them at mostly regular intervals apart. So I think that's why we're really on the story aspect of of these movies because we can see it progressing and how it's being tell, told. What what are you thinking? What are you thinking about this? Oh god, there is there is nothing that I can really say to this, honestly. Um I do think that um particularly the top end of these movies so your episode five, your episode four, your episode six, your episode three, those need to go and be rewatched, especially if you grew up with them, because the meaning that they will have for you will change throughout your life. And um, Star Wars in itself, I think this proves it deserves to have a legacy and it does not deserve that legacy to be crapped on. Nine. Um, but realistically, cough nine cough. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not coughing. Nine knows how I feel. Um, but here's the thing: 
Star Wars in itself means so many things to so many different people that even if we sit here and complain about nine and yell about nine and whine about nine and wish we had have done Rogue One in its place, um, it still means something to somebody. And at the end of the day, for something like Star Wars, that's really all that matters. So you guys just wasted about 16 hours of your life. We would say we're sorry, but we're not. No, but thank you for coming on this journey with us. And I think nail hit. Nail? <laughs> I think Nathan hit nail the nail hit. On the head. Nail hit. Nail That's hit. That's right, my Nathan name is Nail. Nail's going to whack some knives on we, the head. We are so keeping this in the final cut. We are so keeping this here. You can, this is what happened. I watched nine last night. My brain is still mush. <laughs> um, but that being said, if it meant something to you, it meant something to you. You do you. Like, yeah. does it, it doesn't affect anybody's life. If you like the movies, if you hate the movies, uh, we gave you our two cents. You probably have your own two cents. I like I don't know what else to add to that, Nathan. <laughs> the only thing I've got is if you want to say off your two cents, make your own legacy of the force. Yeah. This is this is what we remember. And if you if you've got something that we missed or that you'd like to add, do it. Please do it. This has been a passion project for both of us above all else in our lives and in our content schedules. We did it because we love it. And we know if you're listening to this at this point, you also love Star Wars. So don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to get a mic. Don't be afraid to spew your opinion. Because at the end of the day, it's just going to make the force stronger. And realistically, at the end of the day, that's what we want as fans as creators, as humans. And doubly, if you were really truly upset by that Kylo Ray kiss where Kylo dies at the end, please get a mic and talk about it. It feeds me. Your disappointment, yeah, your tears, they feed me. And in turn, that feeds Nathan. Please, please send that to Death Pixie's Twitter. So that Miri can be like, <laughs> and Nathan can once again say, again, I really don't think you should have done that job. <laughs> yep. Um, but, but anyways, honestly, thank you so much for be coming on this journey with us and surviving this long. If you have, uh, we would like to thank our friends at Final Cut Presents Director's Cut Podcast, uh, Final Cut Productions, Dean, Mel, you're great. Um, Fraser, you are the Jar Jar Binks of the Star Wars universe. Um, and we would like to thank our friends at Death Pixie. If you want to uh, talk to us, commission us for any sort of work that isn't, you know, manual labor or labor, uh, contact us at www.deathpixie.ca. And at the end of the day, regardless of how you are doing in your lives, regardless of the trials, the tribulations, the struggles you're working through, or the triumphs and the successes. I just have six words to say to you. May the force be with you.
Nathan thinks this is over, but I have a surprise for him because Miri likes round numbers. We're going to be doing a bonus episode. What? For Rogue One. What? Yeah, man. What? You don't think I'm going to make you leave off on nine, did you? Yeah, baby. Rogue One. Rogue One is coming. We're doing it. We're doing it live. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Join us for that, man. Join us for that. So have a wonderful time, everybody. We will check you out next time. We're doing Rogue One, baby. (laughs) 